Hello, welcome to Two Part Tales. We bring you new, original stories split into two parts. This week's story is Bright as a Feather, Part 1, written by C.J. Claypool, narrated by Alicia Claypool. Bright as a Feather Fire, Claudia said. She flipped over the note card. The word Bronyan was carefully inked on one side, with a hand-drawn picture of a flame on the other. She ran a hand through her short red hair and sat up straight at her writing desk. Machia Bronyan! Claudia shouted the spell to create fire, but nothing happened. Nothing ever happened. She flipped through the rest of the note cards. Aexa Frius for ice, and Ventus Lipta for wind, or more specifically... To lift up with wind, Claudia corrected the simple picture of four long wavy lines that represented a gusting breeze on the back of the card. She looked at the long slender case that held her wand. What good is knowing the spells if I can't cast them, Claudia wondered aloud. She neatly stacked the note cards on the left edge of her desk and opened the journal that sat on the desk's right side. Claudia put a checkmark in the small box she'd drawn next to the words, next to last study session. The big day was rapidly approaching. Well, one of them anyway. The first round of tests to see how many students from Riverbend could pass the written exam was two days away. Every year, five professors from the ARCA visited the town to serve as judges, testing students in their knowledge of spell theory and awarding one winner the grand prize, a free education at the ARCA the oldest and most revered magic college in the country. Claudia wasn't worried about the written test. She knew the limited student spellbook by heart. Who cast the first fireball? Which words could modify certain spells to make them behave differently? Claudia could even explain how the spells got their names. But there was one thing that stood in her way of winning. She couldn't cast a single spell. Students who passed the written test moved on to the final round where they would be called in front of the judges to perform a series of spells on command. Claudia sank back in her chair, letting her posture reflect her feelings. Why can everyone else do it? She sighed. And why can't I? She reached out for the wand case and set it across the open journal. Thumbing it open, Claudia saw the polished wood resting inside. It smelled faintly of the forest, which she knew was all part of the magic. It had been hundreds of years since this wand had seen the woods, hundreds of more since it was originally made for the great-grandfather of her mother's grandfather. She picked it up and studied it. That's what she did best. Why won't you work for me? She asked the wand, not expecting it to answer. Claudia, a voice said from a different room. You're going to be late for practice. She placed the wand back in its case and closed it. Okay, Mom, she answered. Claudia set the case in the far corner of her desk and looked at her journal. Flute practice was printed neatly on the next line. Well, let's get this over with, she said, closing the journal and opening the drawer that held her instrument. Claudia packed a folder with sheet music, tucking her flute case under one arm, and headed out the door. Again, her flute teacher instructed, but this time with feeling. Claudia thought she had played the piece perfectly. She quickly scanned the sheet music again, looking over each note, letting her memory play back every sound. I don't see where it says to add feeling, 
Claudia said. Her teacher waved her arms. Music is all about feeling, Claudia. The notes are just the tools we use to unlock it. She took a short breath and crossed her arms, trying to regain control of her emotions. Honestly, I don't see how such a bright girl like yourself has trouble understanding that. You have so much potential. If only... Her voice trailed off. Let's try it again, from the top. Claudia rolled her eyes and thought, How many more times do I have to play this before she lets me go home? She straightened the music on her stand, positioned her flute, double-checked her posture, and took a breath. The notes sang out, in tune, in time, and always with perfect pitch. Even though it was technically flawless, Claudia's playing lacked the life behind it that could lift up the listener and carry them away. Halfway through the song, her teacher covered her face with her hands. She waved to Claudia, that's enough, that's enough for today. Claudia stopped mid-note and held the flute in her lap. Did I do something wrong? she asked. No, her teacher shook her head. I just don't think there's anything else I can teach you today. I'll have to try something more tomorrow. She took a seat next to Claudia. Do you? She paused. Do you enjoy playing the flute, Claudia? Claudia tilted her head and looked back at her teacher. I, well, not exactly, but I know it's important. Her teacher's eyes widened. Hopeful to be on the verge of a breakthrough, she said, It's the most important thing we have. What makes it special to you? Claudia raised an eyebrow. Suddenly, she didn't think they were on the same page. Music is a language, she started, but it's also mathematical. It's like looking at a complicated scientific equation and trying to solve it without using words. Studying those two things at the same time exercises a part of my brain in a way that reading can't. That's why it's important. Her teacher stood up and sighed. I'll see you tomorrow, Claudia. She held the door open for Claudia as the girl gathered her things and left. The only thing Claudia could think about on her way home was the upcoming test. She ran mental pictures of her flashcards through her mind as she walked, answering them out loud without fear of accidentally setting fire to something or blasting a passing neighbor with a cone of ice. Claudia knew that her spells were harmless, but she still didn't know why. When she got home, Claudia started arranging her things. She opened the top desk drawer and sat her flute case inside. Then she tapped the loose sheet music into a nice stack, put it in a folder, and filed it away in the section of her bookcase that was for music, books on drawing, and old journals. When she turned her attention back to the desk, her eyes were immediately drawn to the far corner where her wand case sat. Claudia reached out to straighten it, certain she had done so before she left for music lessons. How did you, she said, but something was different. She placed a hand on the case and held it there, like a chess player afraid of moving the wrong piece. Claudia quickly scanned the rest of her room, looking for anything else that might be out of place, but nothing else was disturbed. She stood cautiously in front of her desk and slid the wand case to the middle of the table. With a gentle movement of her thumb, she opened the case. Resting on top of her inherited wand lay a long, slender feather. Claudia wanted to look around her room again, but she couldn't take her eyes off of it. The feather was nearly a foot long, and the same color as the brightest cloud in the afternoon sky. 
she could still smell the woodsy scent of her family's wand sitting below it. But added to it was something new. Claudia leaned toward the feather, still resting in its case. It smells like the wind before a light rain, she said aloud. Goosebumps trailed up her arms. Claudia reached out a careful hand to pick it up. Gently taking the pointed quill tip with her thumb and first finger, she held the feather up to examine it more closely. Before her analytical brain could begin picking it apart, Claudia felt something else flood her brain. No, it was more than that. Something was washing over her entire body. The faint reddish hairs on her arms stood out on end, and she felt a similar sensation on the back of her neck. Claudia shivered slightly and dropped the feather back into the open case. Okay, settle down, she told herself. There has to be an explanation for whatever just happened. Claudia finally took that second inventory of her room and again didn't notice anything out of place. Her eyebrows furled before raising slightly. Why, no, how and why did this feather get here? And what just happened to me? She asked the empty room. I need to write this down. Claudia picked up her journal and a sharpened pencil, taking them both across the room to her bed. Normally, she only wrote at her desk, but this seemed like a good time to make an exception. She used the silky bookmark to flip open to the next page and started detailing everything that had happened, occasionally glancing back toward the desk while her hand scribbled furiously. Claudia finished jotting down every detail she could recall and leaned back against the wall. She stared at the wand case, still trying to figure out what had happened, not paying as much attention to the why or how. She looked back at the last unfinished sentence in her journal. It felt like something woke up. She read the incomplete sentence again, but this time her eyes widened. She took the pencil and circled the word felt. Claudia struggled to keep her brain focused on one mystery at a time. But why is it in my wand case? She asked. Unless... She sat her journal and pencil down on her bed and stood up. Claudia walked back to her desk, eyes darting from the feather to the neatly stacked flashcards on the closest corner near her. She picked up the feather and was once again greeted by a wave of sensations. Or were these what everyone else called feelings? Without thinking, Claudia pointed the feather at the middle of her room and shouted, Bronyan! The spell was meant to cast a small flame, not much bigger than a handful of matches but the fire erupted from the rounded tip of the feather, swirling like a tornado in her bedroom. Oh, was all the surprised girl could say next. She'd done it. She'd cast her first spell, even if it was currently burning a twisting, charred trail on her bedroom floor. Claudia couldn't hide her smile as she took aim at the spinning flame and said, Aexafrius! A wide cone of frost shot out, freezing the tornado in place. Claudia tilted her head curiously. How is that even possible? She asked, reaching out to it. The flames were still there, every flicker and dancing flare. But they were frozen, both in time and ice. Claudia took a step back and admired the ice sculpture for a moment before her brain re-engaged. I need to write this down, she said. Taking the feather with her, she jumped back onto her bed and began writing. Pages filled as Claudia continued detailing the sensations, results, and consequences of what happened. Her notes were unusually jumbled, 
jumping from one detail to the next, without any visible connection between them. She worked keeping her brain focused on the exact details of how everything took place, but occasionally caught herself drifting into deeper, rambling thoughts about what this might mean and how her life would be different now. Her thoughts continued to flow from her now dull pencil, and Claudia felt her eyes getting tired. She fought it as long as she could, but eventually Claudia gave in to the exhaustion that follows exhilaration. The frozen tornado was the last thing she saw before she finally fell asleep, smiling. Claudia, you're going to be late for practice again, her mother shouted from across the house. Claudia blinked heavily. I'm not going to tell you again, the voice added. Claudia jumped out of bed, kicking her journal to the floor. She looked back and saw that her covers were littered with loose notes and pencil shavings. Did I work all night? She wondered then. Where's the feather? She threw back the blanket and bent to look under the bed, but didn't see it. When she stood back up, she noticed the bright white quill sticking out from beneath her pillow. She snatched it up and felt the goosebumps race up her arm. Claudia scrambled to find today's music, tucked neatly in the folder where it belonged on her bookshelf. She took her flute out of the drawer where it lived and turned to look at her room. It was almost as if the neat orderly part of her life lived on this side of the room. Whatever this new sensation was that the feather brought, with its tossed bed and folded loose notes lived on the other side of the icy tornado, its flames still frozen in time beneath a layer of ice. Is this how everyone else lives? She asked the quiet mess, then tucked the feather into the folder of sheet music and ran out of the house. Claudia, what's gotten into you? Her teacher interrupted the lesson. You're playing like a totally different person. Claudia shrugged, careful not to give away much. I don't know. Something just feels different today, she said. Her teacher nodded. I'll say I could listen to this new you all day long. If you can keep this up, then you'll be able to play anywhere you want. On stage, in an orchestra, maybe even for the queen if her majesty requests it. Claudia shifted in her seat. The feather was nestled safely under her right leg, but she still needed to know it was there. I need to leave a little early today, Claudia said. I'll play this one last song, but then I need to go back home. The written portion of the ARCA test is tomorrow. I want to study a little more if that's okay. If you must, her teacher answered. From the top then. Claudia played like she'd never played before. The notes not only sang, but danced together, creating music that made her teacher's head slowly sway from side to side. When she finished, the room was silent. Claudia looked up from her sheet music to her teacher, who seemed to be lost in a smiling daydream. Claudia waited two breaths, then quickly began packing her things. She tucked the feather into the folder with her music, fit the flute in its case, and showed herself out. On her way home, Claudia's mind started to wonder. She thought about what her teacher said, about playing music for an audience. She weighed that idea next to spending the next four years surrounded by books in the Arca libraries. Both sounded appealing, but only one felt wham. Claudia was so lost in her thoughts that she didn't see the three Larson triplets walking her way. If she had, Claudia would have crossed the street to avoid any interactions with the worst-behaved trio in their small town. She certainly wouldn't have walked right into them while her mind was wandering. Claudia crashed into the tallest brother, 
who didn't attempt to move out of the way. Her flute case and folder hit the ground before she did, and it was several seconds before she realized what had just happened. Watch it, nerd, the one in the green shirt said. Yeah, it's rude to walk into people like that, added the shortest brother. He kicked her things, sending sheet music scattering along the path. Sorry, stop it, sorry, Claudia rambled. The only thing on her mind was making her escape. I'm sorry, let me just... She quickly gathered her things, shoveling the pages of music into her folder and grabbing her flute. She gave the case a quick look to see if it was damaged. The tallest brother leaned down to look at her, face to face. Run, was all he said. It was all Claudia needed to hear. She hugged her belongings tightly to her chest and sprinted all the way home. She was winded, and there was a sharp bite of a cramp at her side, but she was safely home. Claudia dropped her things on her desk and slouched back in her chair, suddenly feeling more at home on the messy side of her room. She took a breath, let it out, and sat up straight. I need to clean this place up. Maybe that will... She opened the folder and started arranging her music back in order when she noticed something was missing. The feather! Claudia flung pages of music wildly, looking for her missing feather. Without it, her chances of passing the Arca's spellcasting test were gone. Even her newly imagined musical career disappeared from her mind as she flipped over the last piece of paper. I bet one of those Larson jerks took it, Claudia said. She stood up, not sure what to do next, and looked around the room. Oh no, she whispered as her eyes moved to the frozen flame tornado. Inside, she could see the flames begin to wave and dance. On the floor below, the smallest beginnings of a puddle began to form. Suddenly, her plans for the future seemed impossibly far away, as the threat of a wild, fiery whirlwind drew closer by the second. I need to find that feather, Claudia said. She grabbed her family's wand out of its case and stormed back out of the house. That's all the time we have for today. Check back later for part two of this two-part tale. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast to have new episodes delivered straight to your phone, computer, or tablet. You can also go to twoparttales.com to find links to our YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Until next time, take care.